When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that loves BDSM Elvis's song, Ain't Nothing But a Bound Dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he um, didn't he get like choked to death by a sandwich <laughs> or something? <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today we're going to talk about the totally super happy uplifting, <laughs> totally fine topic of breakups. Breakups. Um, but, but first, first, yeah. Do you have you have words yes. to read? Okay, I'm gonna do that first. Yeah. Okay, great. So, as you may or may not know, at a certain tier in Patreon, you can send in a hundred words, and I will just read whatever is on the card. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I've said this before, but just because you've had your hundred words doesn't mean that you can't have them again. So yes. please send in more hundred words. You can have us as many times as you want. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if it gets tough to manage, then I'll let you know. But yeah. here we go. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Here are 100 words for Mike to read, preferably for an episode in August. Feel free to use my name. Okay. For any gayish guys getting ready to go to college, you should definitely check out the Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity. SIGEP was the first national fraternity to remove sexual orientation out of membership requirements and open up the fraternity to gays. At most colleges, they're a great and inclusive group of guys who can help make your college experience great. Easily one of the best decisions I've ever made. If you're a gayish listener who is an active SIGEP or alum, make sure you are part of the SIGEP Bromo f- group on Facebook. Also, I fucking love you, Evan. And BBBFBY, Tyler Misick. Uh, I should mention that that uh, I'm I'm a SIGEP, so it's my fraternity that he's talking about. And uh, the, the group on Facebook is the Sh- Chicago Society. It's so named because it was at our Grand Chapter Conclave in Chicago in 1999 that we changed the rules and said that we would allow people, regardless of sexual orientation, into the fraternity. Oh, ask and tell. Yeah. Very different policy. What is... Oh, I can't tell you. Is that a secret fraternity thing? Yeah. Part of me really wants to have you just cut that part. Like, just because... Well, they... Well, he said it in his thing. Right. He, he wasn't supposed to. Oh. And that's that's because the like what those letters stand for is a big deal. No. Oh. Anyway. It's something about Hufflepuffs, right? It's all about the Hufflepuffs. Hugglepuffs? Hufflepuffs? Puggles? Pugglepuffs? <laughs> Pugglepuffs? Oh. <laughs> um, also, I want to thank Patreon supporters. James. Fuck you, James. James Shulecki. Shul... Schuster. His new name is James Schuster. James I've decided. Schuster. <laughs> um, like Mr. Schuster from Glee. Oh yeah. I was thinking. Oh no, that's Schultz that writes Peanuts. So so yeah. many shuz. James um, Schultz. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever your name. Thanks, James and Daniel. Thank you, Daniel, for just being Daniel. No last name. No last Daniel name. Daniel wants to be known like Madonna. Just Daniel. Great. Just JD. Just well, Daniel. Just Daniel. I mean, it's Don't more minimize than... minimize Daniel. Okay, fine. All of Daniel. <laughs> Good, great, wonderful Daniel. Um, So, yeah, we really appreciate everyone who's a Patreon supporter. If, if that's not something you can do, 
we just appreciate you listening or you know if you want free ways that you can support us you can always uh rate and review you on itunes that helps us or tell one of your friends because you know your friends love trashy gay shit tell your friends yeah um now fuckers stop (laughs) everything stop vacuuming (laughs) and go tell your friend yep um pull over right now or pull out whatever you gotta do (laughs) pull in tell a friend and tell a friend um so we as you probably know do bonus segments every week where we do one extra segment uh on so burpy it's ironic that we're drinking my least favorite of the seltzer things because we still have them left over from the white claw challenge we're drinking san juan which i hate which i just but i'm drinking it i just have low standards anyway we do a bonus segment each week but each month we also do a bonus episode about a totally new topic that we haven't talked about so uh we already released our second one which was about the ai that recognizes your uh, can recognize if faces are gay or not like it's terrifying y'all it's real scary go check it out everyone do it and last month the first episode was about someone von something baron friedrich wilhelm von steuben that's pretty much what i said that you told us about who ended up being very interesting gay that influenced our military and and winning of the america yep um was that a good recap of your detailed description of that dude it's so good cool great uh news yeah, let's do some news. Okay. Uh, so first, a new study has found that transgender and non-binary people are significantly more likely to be autistic. Huh. Um, so that sounds like an offensive thing someone might say, but like, I guess if it's a study, do we know that the study people are not horrible? So Dr. Stephen Stagg of Ang- Anglia, Anglia Ruskin University, England, published the unique study in the European Psychiatry Journal in the September issue of last year. Uh, it was a study of 177 people and found that 14% of transgender and or non-binary people had an autism diagnosis, while a further 28% displayed autistic traits. This compares to just 4% of the general population. Hmm. Uh, Stagg said, quote, we found that a significant proportion of the transgender and non-binary group either had a diagnosis of autism or displayed autistic traits. Uh, and people, let's see. People with autism are also more likely to seek unequivocal answers to the complex issues surrounding gender identity. Hmm. Our study suggests it is important that gender identity clinics screen patients for autism spectrum disorders and adapt their consultation process and therapy accordingly. Hmm. Now, to your point about like this is potentially Hmm. problematic... um, That's true. I mean, nobody should nobody should take from away from this that like autistic people are are um non, non uh, gender non-conforming yeah, is, yeah, that, yeah. is that the right phrase gender non-conforming? for non-binary yeah um and nor should the assumption be made that because somebody is trans or non-binary that they are yeah. autistic um one of the one of the um organizations that's weighed in on this is uh the the uk trans charity called mermaids oh yeah they welcome this research hmm. um they say it's too soon, quote, it's too soon to come to any definite conclusions on the apparent disproportionate link between gender identity issues and autism. We've supported transgender kids and young people for 25 years, and we wonder whether autistic people are simply more likely to say they're transgender when was, other children and teenagers find it much more difficult. I was kind of wondering that of like, uh, I was actually thinking the reverse. If you are out as a trans or non-binary person, you are more willing to be out about other things Mm. um whereas if you are you know straight cis you might not be willing to talk about like you 
you haven't even taken that step of revealing that kind of personal thing about yourself. So maybe there are more autistic people. They just either don't know or don't talk about it. Yeah. That's interesting. This is, this is a, uh, the, in the mermaids people anyway, are, are saying, are saying the corollary to that. Um, uh, quote, any parent of an autistic child will tell you how fearless they can be. Hmm. Uh, they, um, just by, by, um, Oh God, I'm going to fuck it up. Um, well, neurotypical and neurodivergent are the ways to talk about people on the spectrum and that aren't Mm. and um i don't even though i don't have autism i don't feel neurotypical (laughs) i feel like i got some (laughs) fucked up neurons in my neuro neuro noggin the ones you haven't poisoned are malfunctioning (laughs) Um, so uh but um their their point is just that like for for many people that are neurodivergent they just give less fucks Mm. about like I'm not a boy or a girl and just defiantly stating that mm. because they don't have uh, nearly the same levels of like institutional shame or mm. like f- filter. Like, I don't know. I, the, the people that I know that are on the spectrum definitely are more outspoken about uncomfortable things at sometimes inappropriate times. Mm. And I, I think that in this space, that probably serves them well. Yeah. Right? That's, like, a, that's a really of, cool thing. Like, I mean, Andrew Gerza talks a lot about, disability and like it's not just you're disabled that means it's bad and like so looking at some of the positives of you can just be outspoken and out and and how like less institutional shame we could all use that yep yep except anyway for christians anyway i think i thought that was really interesting that is interesting um moving on okay yeah yeah okay so next i wanted to talk about aaron salazar real quick uh, oh. We talked about him way back in episode 70, which was Amtrak deaths. Uh, he's the gay kid that disappeared off a train and was found like almost dead. Mm-hmm. And Amtrak refused to investigate and called it, ruled it a suicide. And yeah, the listen, whole thing is super fucked up. Listen to episode 70. If you want like terror and, and never to ride an Amtrak train again, listen to that episode. Um, this is from his family. His family posted, it's, it's a little bit old news. It's like a, about a month old, give or take, but, uh, his family posted and says at this time, Aaron has no memory of being on the train. We are told by his doctors that this is normal with his type of head injury. As far as Amtrak, we have allowed Amtrak the opportunity to interview Aaron. They have declined that opportunity. because of Aaron not having any memory of being on the train. They basically told us, let us know if he remembers something. Hmm. Seriously? (laughs) They were quick to judge Aaron's situation as an attempted suicide, and they don't even want to interview him to see for themselves what kind of person Aaron is. Not a single question does Amtrak have for Aaron? Wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's insane. Like, you would think, I don't know, it's like with police, you should talk to the people. (laughs) Like, you... That just seems like a basic step. Well, and whether he remembers being on the train or not, he has said emphatically that he remembers not being he suicidal. Is not suicidal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that should count for something. But nope, Amtrak's a bunch of fuckers. Don't fucking write on that thing. You're taking your life into someone else's hands. Yep. Yep. Like make very text a million people and say, I am not suicidal. If I fall out a window, <laughs> it's Amtrak's fault. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, it's, it's great to hear that like, you know, we're getting updates that he's, you know, coherent enough that he can even say, I don't remember, like, you know, just yeah. his recovery, you know, that, that's yeah, great. And, and his mobility is improving. Mm. His cognitive impairment seems to be improving. Like, uh, he, he seems to be doing really well. And it's, 
what they're saying is totally accurate that there's a very good chance that he will never remember being on mm. the train because that's part of trauma yeah that's part of how we deal with things yeah so we'll see <sighs> um last but not least okay. in what i think is i can't decide how i feel about this actually <laughs> oh okay um how do you feel about pc culture kyle um i have a mac yeah so yeah yeah uh, as an outsider, as an outsider, you, how do you feel about PZ culture? Um, I think, uh, like, I'm, I, I like it. I think, like, we've, as a country, have been so able to openly hate on, discriminate, talk shit, racist, homophobic, all the shit that, like, the pendulum is swinging towards. No, you can't do that stuff. And I do think it might be in certain cases swinging too far, but I think that's what it has to do to find its right level. So like, I've, I like this way that we're going. I think people that are upset about it just want to be racist and can't anymore. Um, or, you know, that's their guys for, yeah. Yeah. So I like it. Um, I struggle more than you do with some of the linguistic things. Mm. Like, my prime example, which I think of as the most ridiculous example, and I hope I get hate mail for this because you know how much I love hate mail. The people that are like, that change history to her. Oh yeah, you've talked about that. Like the HIS in history has nothing to do with gender. Fuck you. Like why, why do you feel it necessary to change the language because of these other issues? I think it dilutes the message actually hmm. to do something that's that frivolous but the the point is valid yeah i think patriarchy is valid yeah but don't like don't change the spelling of anyway anyway this is in this space so the city of berkeley which is berkeley berkeley california which is where uh uc berkeley is like the prime like nancy pelosi liberal hippie center of the universe um they uh their proposed changes to make berkeley's municipal code more gender inclusive the word manhole will be changed to maintenance hole, which I think is great. Um, Manpower. Can I use, Can ma I still say manhole on my scruff? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Come work well, on maybe, my manhole. Maybe not when you're in Berkeley. Okay. Like, okay. like everywhere else. <laughs> okay. Go for it. I have it. a maintenance hole for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, manpower will be human effort, and fraternity will be collegiate Greek system residence. Um, it's a mouthful. Yeah. Just like my manhole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the code will be changed throughout to modify any masculine or feminine language to language using gender neutral pronouns like they or them uh, the ordinance on the proposed revisions had its first reading before the city council on Tuesday night a second reading will be held next week so by the time this airs they will have had their second um, go at, at this mm -hmm. um, where's the problem what's this, your struggle well okay so other terms that would change where I struggle perhaps is that man mankind uh, I don't believe that to be a patriarchal word that, how can that, it not like, be it like like the, because it, human <laughs> there's man in human there is a gender neutral concept of humanity and mankind and uh, I, I, I think that it has become a political hotbed for for reasons that does, make sense to me but does, i don't i don't what does ahead. mankind come from human is that are you like yes is that so the etymology is not around male 
it is around shortening humankind. I believe so. Mm. I mean, I I don't like like one small step for a man, one small leap for mankind, or whatever. I I I don't know. I I think it's problematic to call those artifacts of the patriarchy. Hmm. Anyway, I d- yeah I disagree. These, these these changes don't really bug me too much. I just it's in that space where I might have. I might have I might have reactions. So other <laughs> terms that would change. Man made would be human made or machine made. That's fine. Mm. Uh, pregnant to pregnant employee. I oh. don't know why. Mm. Ma- master to captain. Sportsman to hunters. Uh, sis- Wait, okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Sportsman? Yeah. One, why do they have those in their like bylaws? Hunters? But that doesn't seem like like sportsmen, like the the, hun- hunt, the hunters have the, are hunt taken the field. They, <laughs> they 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 mean that in the like big like like hunting for sport. It's not just like people like who play sports. Cruising like, in the park. <laughs> I don't understand this. Word. Use it in a sentence. My father is an avid sportsman. That immediately implies that he's shooting things with a gun. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Um. Uh, sister or brother will be changed to sibling quote I'm sure there's going to be someone who's criticizing this oh well it's going too far but it is picking up those unconscious things that linger and making a conscious step forward to make sure that everyone does feel included which that's what I like yeah it's funny that like the people that are like oh you're being too sensitive like what like that yeah that's too far it's like if if your point is you shouldn't care, then why don't you not care? Like yeah. if it, you're the one being sensitive by reacting negatively to something this group. And I think for correctly is worrying about and, and thinking about and trying to be inclusive. Like you're, you're actually the sensitive one. Yeah, sure. Not you, I, not you, you, but I am a, mean, little, a bit. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I also believe in, in, in local governance and, and government. And if that's what Berkeley wants to do, that's fine. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I don't want to, deride them for that at all i don't see that playing well in ohio Mm. (laughs) yeah i yeah 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 yeah. um i could see like others like texas being like we will now introduce more masculine language to everything (laughs) yeah go fuck off women yeah 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 we're now calling them property (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna call them penis hole covers First, I thought she was talking about women. It's like oh. <laughs> they'd be like penis koozies. That's <laughs> how you refer to women. <laughs> Jesus, my yeah. manhole. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby incubators. That's um, what women are going to be called from here on out. Okay, that's the news. That's the news. Great. Uh, thanks. Uh, do you want to talk about? Let's talk about breakups. Okay, I will. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about this. Yeah, man, my like anxiety and like I just got warm and like uncomfortable. Um, partly we're talking about this because I just went through a breakup. Yeah, I mean, still kind of yeah. Uh, I'll tell you more about that. But still dealing with the aftermath of that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been weeks. By the time this airs, yeah, it'll be a month. Yeah, great, cool, great. Can't wait. Um, it's one of those topics where like you know we've said when we feel uncomfortable about topics that probably means we should do it so yeah this is one in the stage that it was like uncomfortable but i don't know like somehow felt okay enough to talk about it so So, hmm? one thing i'm interested in here is 
what is going to happen to you in New Orleans? Because you were fairly, we're going to Pride 48 in New mm-hmm, Orleans next mm-hmm. month. And you were fairly recently in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And we're very much on your best behavior that whole time. I know. Yeah. Uh, despite how fucked up you got, you still were very like. Drunk and <laughs> non-sexual. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you you were handing me dollar bills so that I could put them in the Google Boy shorts. Okay. Also, part of that is just I'm uncomfortable around like hot naked people. So like, yeah. Part of it was just I didn't. But yeah. So now we're we're officially announcing <laughs> Pride 48 people, and a lot of them listen to this show. That like like you're fresh meat now. I guess. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm closed. I'm still closed. <laughs> my my meat has gone bad. <laughs> it's not for sale. I'm getting in fresh meat later. <laughs> Great. Um, also, we haven't said this. I'm uh, a, a co-host of Pride 48. Yeah, you are. So I will do co-hosty things. Yeah. You totally know exactly I'm, what you've signed up for. I'm so <laughs> prepared. I know what I'm doing. And I've definitely bought my plane tickets already because I'm a person that is prepared. Yeah. Let's do that after this. How about that? Okay, don't tell them. Everyone in Pride 48, go back t- a minute and close your ears. Yeah. And then, okay, you can unclose them now. Um... Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, yeah. Closed for business yes, for a while? Yes, my manhole is getting covered. <laughs> That's a good idea, Thanks, actually. Yeah. Are we talking about this too much now? Did you want to do more of this uh, later? Yeah, yeah. That... We'll, we'll talk more about it Okay. later. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to start crying right now. Okay. <laughs> um. So do you want to say your first thing? Um. Okay, sure. It's feel- How many things do you have? Two. Okay, yeah. You um, should go first then. It feels like a weird... A weird segue. Oh, sorry. Um, wow, Mike, that was a great conversation. You know what else would be a great conversation? Mm. The thing you're about to say. Was that a better segue? Oh, I, I, I more mean like the placement of this. Oh, of do you this. want me to say my data first? Yes. Okay. 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 I have data. Great. Um, Brent Spiner. Who's that? Data on Star Trek: The Next Generation. The new Picard trailer came out, and Data is in it. And, and doesn't Data fuck now? He always fucked. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, with his robotic penis? Yes. Is he the AI that can detect our gay faces? I don't know. Maybe maybe that was him. Although, okay, 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 okay. If Data's an android, an android is just programming. He doesn't have, like, a sexuality. I bet he He would... programmed to fuck. I bet he would fuck me. <laughs> or I could blow his robot dick. It would be so great. Yeah. You could program him to like do the thing. I feel like you're a little bit uncomfortable asking for the things that you want. So you could just program him to do it. He doesn't have, he has no judgment about it unless you make him have judgment about it. Yeah. I want to know what his dick looks like too. Is it that weird green color like the rest of him? Probably. Does it like, is it, how realistic is it? And you can make it, you could probably, it probably has like detached, like you can attach a longer or like, oh, wow, I'm feeling pretty, like, oh my God, this would be perfect. Instead I want of, to marry Data. You're more and more into Data, the more you What dick do I want this time? And you could like start small and build up. Yes. You could attach the little one, get going, get warmed up, and then be like, all right, here's the foot long. And when he, <laughs> when he said, he said uh, that he's fully functional and, uh, uh, Let's see. Knows that multiple means he techniques. he can get erect? The, the, <laughs> yes. Yes. But I... Do, can he... Does he also have a butthole that I could put it in? Like... Because he doesn't eat. He doesn't need to eat. All right. Huh. So he doesn't have, like, a digestive tract for there to be... I would think be. he's... He's very realistic. Like, everything about him 
looks very realistic. I bet he has a butthole. You're, you, you're wondering if he's like a Ken doll. Yeah. Just like, well, he's not a Ken doll because he has a dick because he fucks Tasha him, Yar with it. Yar. If they <laughs> gave him a dick, they probably gave him an asshole. I wonder if you could attach a dick so long that he can fuck himself with it. Dr. Noonien Soong, even though you're not a real person and are living in the future, <laughs> please let me know. Does Data have a butthole? <laughs> Important. Okay, we're talking about breakups. Great. <laughs> you have to break up with this idea of fucking data because he's not real. Okay. Um, I want to tell you about the rates of breaking up among gay and straight people. Near 100%. <laughs> For whom? For everyone. Every, oh. oh, everyone breaks up. <laughs> well, I'm going to guess it depends on like what you count as a breakup. I'm going to be Mike about it. And hasn't everyone had their heart broken? Like for for a long time I thought I was like doing pretty good because I hadn't like no one ever broken up with me before mm. uh, and then and then it happened and it was terrible but yeah. like but that leads me to believe it's got to be a real high percentage of people have been in a relationship that they more or less considered serious that then ended well I mean right? when you're I mean part of it is when you're gay especially like a lot of straight people get to practice this like you know, they, they date people in high school and then they break up. So it's, you know, even though they aren't big or, I mean, most of them are not big life loves like yeah. that kind of, you're not living together, like all that stuff. So it's almost like you get the, this is part of all the practice that straight people get. And yeah. I mean, it's, if you're not out, like we weren't, you it was don't. like in fourth or fifth grade that I got a girlfriend on the bus ride to school. And then we broke up at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> But like those little like little things that what kids did you do, do between the bus ride and lunch? Her friends found out that she was dating me, and that like, oh, her friends got involved, yeah. and then you were like, "Women, no, I just <laughs> let's go for men now." Yeah, after I marry a woman, um, I uh dated a lot of girls yeah. in high school, and one time I dated this girl for five days. Wow, she it's basically marriage. <laughs> um, she uh, told me that the only reason we dated is because her and her friend were compete for everything and they were competing over me and so she won oh that's gotta make you feel good that was fun I mean like when it comes to dudes you just want to be used so I think you would be into that mm, yeah but it, I, I, this was before I my low self esteem turned into <laughs> physical abuse <laughs> great sexual desires um i oh, also like part of my this is not what it's part of um my mom's struggle when i came out was in college i was dating a girl when i was a sophomore and you're fucking your roommate sorry <laughs> Go ahead. i feel really good like for some reason at the time it didn't feel like cheating even though in retrospect it's like of course it is but like it just felt like I was so close to coming out that like dating her didn't feel, I don't know. Um, but she broke up with me because I'm not Christian. Yeah. So it was not the gay thing. No. <laughs> Little did she know. But I was really upset about that. That was a really hard thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, did and it make you want to love Jesus? No, it made me hate Jesus even more. Oh, okay. He took my girlfriend away. Oh, actually, thanks, Jesus. That was probably a <laughs> blessing, a blessing, as religious people say. But I was really upset about it. I called my mom crying. And mm. that was something she mentioned later. Like, but you called me crying about a breakup yeah. because I was hard. You can't be gay. Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird. Like, that's part of the convoluted, you know, web of gayness where you're like, 
but it's upsetting to break up even like yeah. there's there's some realness to that relationship exactly it I, was just gonna, I was just gonna say that this is in the space we've talked about quite a bit of, of like even though it was a relationship that wasn't right for us especially sexually it was a relationship mm -hmm. like there's still feelings and time yeah. spent and investment of some kind like a person like, i hung out with and clearly enjoyed to i had to enjoy her to some degree to mm, like not my ex-wife no. you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah it's it's all very confusing. Okay, this study Great, yeah. <laughs> um, is called the Longitudinal Predictors of Relationship Dissolution Among Same-Sex and Heterosexual Couples. Okay. Published in the Couple and Family Psychology Research and Practice magazine? Article? I don't know, something. Uh, authored by Williams Institute Visiting Scholar Ether D. Roth and Kimberly <laughs> B. Balsamic Vinaigrette and Robert E. Wickham. <laughs> Roth <laughs> I'm telling you, it's R's, B's, L's, and Vels. That's his uh, go-to. Blowing right past that. Uh, <laughs> 2000, this is in 2017 that this research was done. Okay. Uh, they followed 515 couples in Vermont from 2002 to 2014. Okay. What? <laughs> Already? You're like, nope. <laughs> Vermont? Gay? What? I mean, we did a whole episode on Vermont. Yeah. They're oh. not that gay. But oh no, Virginia's for lovers, right? Vermont's for haters, right? <laughs> um, but they were like the first state to pass same sex. Did I I fucked this up on that episode too? Weren't they for, like the first one to have marriage equality? The first state to Dan is I feel Dan. like Massachusetts was, and I don't know why I think that Dan help. Oh, they were the first one that like passed it by a vote, they or were, something weren't forced to. I thought that was, yeah, there was, yeah, I thought that was Washington state actually that did it. But uh, Massachusetts in 2003 was the first state to allow gay marriage. Um, I can't remember. There was something with Hawaii where like Hawaii did and then they like return, turned it around. Boomerang is not Hawaiian, Dan. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> this the Aussies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Roydio. Roydio, mate. Nope. Uh, I'm out. I'm at, I'm at episode three of the day, and I can't even think of the right search terms to figure out the answer to this question. Vermont's Hold on. gay stuff. Gay uh, first thing. Vermont. Uh, first. Dan, this is the part where all of us research some shit. Vermont was the first state to introduce civil unions in July of 2000. And the first something that was not in the Google results. I have to go further into the article. Um, and the first to offer a civil union status encompassing the same legal rights and responsibilities as marriage. Oh, oh, they were, okay, Dan, you're fired. Um, they were the first to legalize same-sex marriage by legislation rather than a court ruling. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, I'm yes, right. Yes, yes. I'm so right. I'm so smart and so right always. Okay. And Washington State's first was we were the first state that by a vote of the people. Oh, got it. Legalized okay. Okay. No, then I fucked that up. Um. Uh, uh, but also Vermont. Our episode on Vermont was episode thirty-six. It's been mm. for fucking ever. I barely remember what I had said in the episode we just recorded before Ver this. Vermont was barely important then. <laughs> <laughs> and those five Vermont listeners we picked up are out. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, okay, so let's get to the data. This has been the longest non-segment ever. <laughs> what? Just trying to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, d avoid yeah. the action talking. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Remember when what? Like the, we had one listener in Vermont. 
Yeah. And we were so excited, and it turned out it was a guy that drove there oh, from yeah, New drove Hampshire through. or whatever. Yeah. He was like, I'll be driving into Vermont. I'll download your episode then. So you'll be like, great, thanks. Um, fuck you, Vermont. No one likes you. Okay, but the study took place in Vermont. So mm-hmm. thanks, Vermont. Um, the likelihood of a couple breaking up, they looked at female-female couples, female-male, and male-male. Mm-hmm. Male-male. I just like that. I don't know why. Um, male-male. Uh, also... I will be wary of assigning that to uh, hetero or homosexual because there's bisexuals and pansexuals and, you know, lots of stuff. Okay. But female, female couples, I'm not going to do the thing where I ask you what you think because then it's going to be boring because that's, it always ends up you like guess right. And then I'm like, well, that wasn't fun. Um, Because I want you to guess wrong. I want you to be surprised. Anyway. uh, What? My answer is pie. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure it's wrong. <laughs> you, you were correct. That is wrong. Uh, female, female couples were the most likely to break up. No. Had I guessed, I would have guessed totally wrong. It okay. just seems like it's a lesbian thing to be together forever and exactly. it never changes. So this and... is a major thing that like directly goes against the stereotypes that oh, you would expect. Wait, but nope. These are Vermont lesbians. They, they picky. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much cheese up there that affects how their brain works maybe i don't know <laughs> the the swiss has really gone to my head yeah <laughs> um uh 30- vermont cheddar kyle oh i don't we were in vermont together and ate cheddar we did y- yes we ate at cheddars i love that place <laughs> um they 30 percent of them broke up uh 30 percent mm-hmm is that over a certain amount of time or just uh, ever? 2002, yeah, 2002 to 2014. They followed those couples during that time. Okay. Um, next, in order of like, that was the most. So then next in order is male-female couples. Uh, eight, almost 19% of them broke up. Okay. So the ones that stayed together most were male-male couples. 15% of them broke up. Okay. So like, yeah. I feel like that... Hypothesis. Mm-hmm. It's Vermont. You keep saying... I know. <laughs> what what I does know. that mean? What about them? It's though? like my joke in the White Claw Challenge. Uh, I think it was in the video. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, if you're gay in Oklahoma, you oh. drink the one you have. Like, you, <laughs> like, like <laughs> in, in Vermont, like, why break up if there are no other gays to hook up with? Yeah. Um, okay, so this study didn't, didn't specifically study the why, but they said, uh, study author... Esther um, said, quote, <laughs> other studies on heterosexual couples have found that women have higher rate, higher standards for relationship quality than men. Yeah. So it, like at first it sounds good. It's like, oh, my God, like male male relationships like we stay together. That's not what I would expect. I expect us to like break up and ghost and all that shit. And so I'm like, that's cool. And then it's like women have higher standards, gay men or whatever. Yeah. What is the sound of one chick nagging? <laughs> okay, 90s stand-up comedian. <laughs> Women. Am they, I right? Um, that's so really that's really interesting I actually so like like if it's if it holds, right? Like, well, yeah, I mean they said there's not that there are not that many studies about breakups among straight people, must much less gay people. Yeah. Um other interesting notes uh there were no difference in breakup rates between same-sex couples who had legalized their relationship. I guess that means gotten married. Or civil unions. Or civil, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's, I would think, 
there were a bunch of things that they said like increases the rate of um, them staying together. Like the longer the relationship has been, the more likely you'll stay together. <laughs> the one that was different between oh between like female female relationships and all the other ones is the higher education they have, the more likely they will stay together. <laughs> mm -hmm. So women are like picky and smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I th I just thought that was really interesting defying the stereotype that gay men just fuck around and jump around and you know have short relationships i'm seriously surprised that any of those numbers were under 50 percent hmm. like my hmm. my perception is that people like break up and get together all the time yeah married or not yeah. straight or not yeah like i mean that like statistic on the divorce rate saying it's 50 percent is like very misleading and not totally accurate yeah there are reasons why but i don't that would have to be a separate thing. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, what do you want to tell me? Is this a better segue? Yep. Okay. Listen to this. I'm tell listening. me if you know this song. I don't know the full thing. I just know the phrase breaking up is yeah. hard to do. So that song is breaking up is hard to do. It was a hit that was written uh, um, uh, in 1962 hmm. by Neil Sedaka, who is the person that was just in that. Sedaka. Whatever. He's dead. Who Sadaka cares? Sedaka, your cock. Um, no. Uh, uh, so... Uh, he had the hit with that song in 1962 and then again in 1975 it's considered to be his signature song wait it was a hit twice yep huh yep why uh i don't know mm. whatever like can you imagine it no like what the... if britney redid hit me baby one more time oh boy i just came right. like <laughs> that that would be beautiful it's like when alanis morissette like did the uh uh, acoustic version of Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. She's like, I know you fuckers only listen to that one fucking album. Here you fucking go. That's what I imagine Alanis Morissette saying in her head. Well, well. Okay. The reason I wanted to bring that up is not only is the song totally accurate, mm -hmm. as you are painfully aware right now, breaking up is hard to do. Uh, that song was co-written by a man named Howard Greenfield, who was openly gay. Wow. So that song is, he was a, a lyricist and songwriter. And um, so a gay dude wrote that song, which awesome. is really interesting because I, 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 I assume it's from personal experience that he was writing. Yeah. Um, and it's just such an iconic song and such a yeah. big deal in American music. And uh, uh, it's, it's a big old Mo that wrote it. <laughs> uh, he was openly gay uh, his companion and from in the, the 60s shit his companion from the early 60s to his death was cabaret singer Tori Damon uh, the two lived Tory together Tori dude Tori Damon and dude yep the two lived together also companion feels like a very like early homosexual word that people would use even though they're talking about him being openly gay like just his yeah. companion yeah yeah the, the two lived together in an apartment on East 63rd Street in Manhattan before moving to California in 1966 
Uh, Greenfield died in Los Angeles in 1986 from AIDS-related complications, mm. 11 days before his 50th birthday. Oh, shit. I um, was born in 86. Are you him reincarnated? Yep. So, Neil Sadaka sang that song written by a homo. Yeah. And almost, also, it's important to note, I think, that, that Neil certainly would have known about Howard's sexuality and they worked together extensively for many years and so he was okay with it so I'm just assuming that Neil was a good person yeah that's awesome that's all cool uh didn't you have one more thing yeah before we I'm again delaying the seriousness as much as again that's fine okay so you go again so hit me baby one more time <laughs> um okay my rock hard dick that's what that sounds like. So GQ, which I don't know why I think of GQ as being like a straight guy magazine. I do too. But GQ has... Although my super gay roommate, who I fuck sometimes, um, always read that. Okay. I mean, there's some beautiful people in GQ. Yeah. Like I think they... I, I just put it in the, like the men's health category of like, they know their audience, but yeah. don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But GQ in uh, December of 2017 had an article called How to Survive and Win a Gay Breakup. A gay breakup. Wow. Yeah. And win. Okay, I'm already and win. have negative opinions of this, the fact that they use the phrase win. I mean the word win. Yeah. That sounds like you're like competing against the other person. I think I won both of my divorces. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because um, you're better than them? No, I just mean in terms of like well the money hmm. and so you place uh, this is a uh, very Mike of you that like you, you like the the tangible the money the assets is what you first think of. What about the emotional? I mean, I'm I'm a wreck anyway. Like, yeah. fuck my feelings. Yeah, wreck your whole. Uh, so here are some tips from GQ. Okay, from, just the tips from this Alim Kiraj person. Number one, don't pick up the phone. Which you don't anyway, so no. you're already doing this. Yeah, my mom called once, once, uh, just recently, and I answered it. Even like when people call and I'm not expecting it, it doesn't matter if it's someone I want to talk to. I'm like, I need, like, I need to prepare for the emotional investment of talking to you on the phone. Yep. Anyway. Yep. So is this the idea of like don't respond to them or whatever? Yeah. Um. So it says listen to Dua Lipa, and I don't even know what that is, but uh, so I cut you off. I don't need your love. Okay. Because I ain't ready to cry enough. I've been done. I've been moved. Oh, no, that's... I don't give a fuck. Wait, she has another song that's on my breakup playlist. Well, so it says, this says put your phone down right now. Or if you're reading this on your phone, once you're done, please and thanks. Appreciate your patronage. Uh, there's too much temptation to stalk an ex on social oh, media. Sorry. Send needy text messages when you're feeling lonely and wanting. Or answer a call from your ex that's resulted in the two of you seeing each other. Mm. Only for you to fall into bed and have sad and confusing breakup sex. <laughs> Don't pick up your phone. Um, because Daniel. Daniel. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, her, her first like big hit, uh, New Rules one to pick up the phone. You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Two. Don't be his friend. Okay. You'll have to kick him out again. Three. All right. I don't know what three is. I don't remember. Do you know, Dan? You look like you were about to no, tell us. No, I was eager to find out what rule three was. Three. <laughs> I have to pee. I'm do a lip on the toilet. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> that was uh, fun. Next. Sure. His I mean, I'm, I'm really good at that. Like, I usually make very 
distinct breaks. Three, don't be his friend. You know you're going to wake up in his bed in the morning, and if you're under him, you ain't getting over him. <gasps> That's what they're saying in this GQ article. Okay, mm-hmm. number two, his friends are your friends until they aren't. Given that we queers like to stick together, it's likely that you and your ex-boyfriend's circle of friends have integrated in some fashion. Figuring out those relationships post-breakup is a pain in the ass. Likely there'll be a custody battle. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a clean break and really don't want that shady thing you said about your ex getting back to him, it might be worth figuring out who's truly your friend from the mismashed mob. Either that or you could be bold and ghost the whole lot of them. Why not? It's your damn life. Yeah. I mean, they're, I feel like. Good thing you only have two friends and they're both here. (laughs) (laughs) And you're mine. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, we'd like distinctly add his friends and my friends and um, I like you know built some like good friendships but i yeah i won't i actually okay my not this breakup my last breakup um so he ended up moving away um and one of his really good friends was like hey we should hang out and i said no Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it, it just i was like i appreciate that i'm really sorry but like it just reminds me of him yeah. which is really hard for me right now so no i can't I, yeah. like i'm sorry if that seems mean or whatever yeah so yep did how did they respond to that uh she was like um you know it's, it's not necessarily mean and it like she said it does hurt to to hear that but i understand yeah so it's such a good response why can't people talk about i think she's, she was a mental health professional oh, great like I, I, yeah it was like one of those things it's like being honest about like this hurts but i get it and you know like you should only have mental health professionals as friends this is a good- okay the problem with that <laughs> There's at some points where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do the like the good thing or the mental health thing. I just want to have a conversation. You know, like sometimes it's like just like very taxing to do the mental health good thing, which is why I'm drinking. What? Number three, keep his old sweater. If it fits you and you like it, there's no reason not to keep it. Mm. Full stop. Mm. Just because your relationship is over doesn't mean you need to give him back his sweater unless he asks for it. Then it's just bad manners to keep it hostage, we suppose. Of course, if you followed rule one and kept your phone at a distance, you might <laughs> never know that he's asked for his sweater back. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing. Like, even now, like, again, like, my last, my breakup before this, um, I still have stuff around that every time I see it, I think of him. I mean, you talked about your hat. Yeah, my hat, which I left at a hookup's house. Um but yeah, it was like a gift that I got on my birthday and it was like really cool because I didn't have a hat. It was like a unique Mariner's hat. And yeah, I lost that. And I don't know. Part of me is like, yeah, I, don't, I never know like, well, I like this thing, but should I just get rid of it because it is, it's a reminder. So I don't know. Yep. Number four, mm-hmm. have an escape plan or just be aloof hypothetical the worst thing has happened you've gone out to a bar and your ex is making out with some horrible rando in the corner i thought it was gonna be making out with some whore <laughs> they might be a whore you don't Them know horrible whore how do you react do you plot an escape plan so that neither will spot you and avoid the tears tantrums and about 10 years worth of embarrassment that'll play over and over in your mind for yes. the next decade yes that one <laughs> this my friends is how i have been known to act or do you remain aloof, soldiering through and exuding resilience? How nope, about this? I can't exude resilience if I was a rubber band. Stick around at the bar. If your ex sees you, that's fine. He might slink away embarrassed at this extreme case of PDA. Or perhaps the two of you might exchange pleasantries and you'll both get on with your night. In the words of Mary J. Blige, no more drama. Hmm. I can see that being like down the road, like when you're a little bit over it or whatever. But at first it's like, no, get the fuck out of there. 
Hmm. Hide in the bathroom. Uh, cover your face with your shirt. Find someone random to make out with to rub it in his face. These are all healthy options. Uh, fairly shortly after Trevor and I broke up for good, a bunch of us were going to meet at a bar for trivia. And the other friends arrived first and then texted me and they're like, Trevor is here hmm. with these people. But then all they had to do was make eye contact with him and they got up and they left. <laughs> and I think that's part of the advice here is like, why, why, let, why let him and the new person he's making out with win? Hmm. Fuck him. You're not together anymore. It doesn't matter who he makes out yeah, with. You, it shouldn't... Don't run away and, and, and suffer consequences because of his... Like, I can't hang out with my friends and do trivia, which I enjoy because yeah. he's there. I disagree. Fine. Get out. <clears throat> Fine. Stay home. Hide from you your problems, do. Kyle. I get it. Yep. Again, <laughs> why I'm drinking. Uh, number five. No, you don't need to eat, pray, love. <laughs> like, please don't. I left this. I've watched Ryan Murphy's adaptation of Eat, Pray, Love starring Julia Roberts about six times this year. Someone help me. But if there's <laughs> one thing that film has taught me, it's that nobody ever needs to eat, pray, love. They have monasteries, possibly beaches and pasta close to home. Just <laughs> eat alone, you carb slut. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Weird, weird turn that took at the end. That was, again, I keep, this is weird that I keep thinking about my previous breakup, maybe because it was like a longer time. So I have more experience and reflection on that. Like this, this one is like, I'm in it. So I like mm -hmm. don't have anything to reflect on quite yet. It's just so new and whatever. But, um, on the last one, like there was a part where I was like, he hated this restaurant and I went there and ate by myself at this restaurant. I didn't know how to tell the waitress. I know I'm alone, but don't talk to me. I don't want it. I don't want to oh. talk to you. I just want to be alone. <laughs> like, that's so that was weird. But, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, you can do shit on your own right in your backyard. And now I feel like right after breakup is the time to do the shit you have not been doing as a, as a way to be like, there's actually good things. Not that it feels good, but it's just like, what is something that I can enjoy out of this? Which leads us to number six. Ooh, indulge in some sexual sorbet. <laughs> If you're a flagrant rule breaker, you'll have picked up your phone anyway because you can't help yourself. Wow, so disappointing. Make it up to me and use your cell phone to call someone else. Get yourself a palate cleanser, a scoop of sexual sorbet of sorts. Dick. No, hear us out on this. Reaching out and dipping your toe back into the sexual waters. Back that's, into dick. That's the wrong piece of anatomy to make a... a <laughs> Don't dip your toe into up. anyone's waters. Uh, but but uh, reaching out and dipping your toe back into the sexual waters could be exactly what's in order. Have a fling. Who doesn't love sorbet? This post not brought to you by Big Sorbet. <laughs> I, I, I haven't had sorbet in for forever. Number seven. Okay. Be more Robin than Sam Smith. Failing all of the above. What I about be more Robin than Batman? That's where I thought you were going. <laughs> Spilled, spell Robin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, failing all of the above, I believe you can choose to live your life in two ways. You can either emulate Sam Smith, lamenting love's lost with sentimentality, or you can choose to be like Robin. Robin takes her broken heart, shoves on some ginormous glittery shoes, writes a banging pop song, fires up the laser lights, and dances through her pain. So when the sadness comes knocking, you might be all on your own. You might be all on your own, but isn't it better to be dancing and dancing and on your own? Mm. You love that song. I love that song so much. Yeah. It's a real creepy stalkery song, though. I mean, the lyrics. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Oh. oh. I'm right over here. Why can't you see me? Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm giving it my all, but I'm not the girl you're taking home. Like, Ooh. It's, yeah. That is I keep creepy. dancing on my own. Yeah. yeah. 
I prefer my fa- my my preferred Robin inspirational quote for you, mm. Kyle, is the only way your heart will mend is when you learn to love again. Mm. Oh, from Call Your Girlfriend. Call Your Girlfriend. Call Your Girlfriend. Time you had the talk. Oh, I need to. You know what I need to add to my breakup playlist is Pussycat Dolls. I hate this part right here. I hate this part right here. I'm done. You can. What? <laughs> I'm done. That's it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You looked. At I mean, me I have like, another article filled with tips, but they're just like. They're way less funny, and oh, they're okay. just very practical. That, I mean, that was really funny. Like, uh, there was a good gay article that, like, Sam Smith and Robin were the artists that <laughs> they talked about. Like, good, good call, good yeah. gay article. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, th- this other article, which we should talk about it, and and maybe we'll we'll talk about it like in your in your next like segment or whatever, is mm. that like the same steps need to happen as if that person has died. Mm. Like you have a grieving process to go through and the it's different for everybody, but there are patterns that are fairly universal, right? Yeah. There's, um, Oh yeah. Well, yeah. What is this? I'm getting a sneak preview of the Patreon segment. It's not for you yet, Kyle. Oh, (laughs) you have to bear your soul and then I can share it. And then you're doing a Patreon segment. Yeah. Are you teasing it at all? I teased it to Mike. Yeah. Okay. It's a, what about our audience? It's a, yeah. Uh, Pussycat Dolls won't be the only song you need to add to your breakup playlist. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, But it's the only one that matters. Um, Drink alcohol before doing anal. Denial. Anger. Bargaining. Depression. Acceptance. The bad thing is the doing part, the depression, that's always there. (laughs) I'm like, depression bargaining depression anger depression 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 <laughs> like yeah yeah um yeah yeah i mean actually i would i would think that like, you excel at the denial part oh um, <laughs> no i don't <laughs> that's funny um yeah. what i was trying to drink more before i had to talk about myself oh, okay it's okay to have feelings without booze i your face says everything right now. <laughs> wow. No. Like, How? you, it's not the first time I've seen the mic. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> Shut face. the fuck up, you cunt hole. <laughs> but, but, you're doing it now. Okay. Oh. What? Yeah. So I want to say I'm not going to, apparently, even I have some limits. Who knew? I talk about a lot of shit on this podcast, but I don't want to go into the details of what happened or any of that. Uh, talk about him. I want to like respect the privacy of like the this what happened, and he's still a good person. I think he's a good person. I like him. Like that that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to talk about like not about my details, but what I'm you know just what it's like. So it's like, um, yeah, I think at first. Yeah, it is. I can totally understand the denial part of like, I I had gotten so used to and comfortable with having someone there Mm -hmm. that I shouldn't need this, but it is a reminder to not to not take that for granted when you have it. Um, Because I like being in a relationship. That I I I I'm trying to learn how that I don't need a relationship to be happy. That I can I can do that on my own, but. I would prefer it mm-hmm. and and to you know I feel like after the uh the romance you know the or the initial what's that called the love 
honeymoon craze, the honeymoon phase, like then it's easy to like fall into this routine. I mean, the, the part of like the fun is falling into a routine and having a routine with this person, but that could also lead to like not uh, kind of taking that for granted. And that's, you know, it's like just this painful reminder of, you used to have this consistent person and you know, there are so many times where I'm like this thing, I, I uh, took Reynolds to get a haircut and like, you know, sharing my dog with someone, like having someone else that takes care of my dog. Like that's huge. Mm -hmm. Like feeling comfortable to leave my dog with someone is like uh, friend or, or I was about to say lover gross. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, regardless, it's like, that's big for me. So like, that would have been a big conversation topic for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that then, you know, of course I can tell my friends, but there's kind of this void where you used to kind of direct some of these things. And that's part of, I think where the emptiness you, you walk home and it's empty. His stuff is not there anymore. And there's emptiness. There's I uh, yeah. Emptiness is like a good, I didn't plan out what I was going to say. What, what should I, um, um, let's start with where are you in the process? Right, like, how do you feel? It, uh, it, uh, you said you didn't want to go into details, but I need I'm you to—I need you to tell me when I'm crossing. A oh, sure, 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 and, sure, and sure. We can edit it or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, the night in question—it was either the fourth or fifth of July, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's how long things have been. Yep. Happening. What the night in question? The night we broke up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, there are no more like formal steps, right? Like it's it's all emotional at this point for you, right? Like there's yeah. no there's no like physical stuff to figure out um, anymore. I am finding a, a few things here and there. Um, so uh, there may be gonna, and I think that probably will continue for a little bit as I like, you know, I I've never like I don't go into this cabinet, but you know whatever. So like uh, there'll be a little bit of that, but mostly yeah, it, it is mostly now in the emotional part of it yeah there's no there's not too much more we need to do to separate i got my keys back you know okay um describe where you are at in your process um i like have things things must have changed for you for you like in the month ish right that that things have been happening like yeah. do, you, do you feel different do you feel things yeah shifting or? yeah i mean like it, it is especially because it's so early there is a like I think about this every single day, mm -hmm. you know, that's the, and like, I mean, you talk about that, like with a death too, like you, it's like at first, you know, you'll come to a place where it's not every single day you think about them, like, but right now it is something I think about every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like part of me is like, if I can just make it through each day, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of slogging through work and, yeah. uh, you know, and actually I feel like I'm doing better than I expected for right now. Like hang out with friends. Uh, the, it, I compare this a lot to my last breakup, which I was with him for two and a half years and we actually lived together. And, you know, at the end of that breakup, I didn't have friends. I didn't have other passions. All I had was my job. Like, so it was very hard. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, what is my life? Like, I don't, you know, and there, there's a part of that this time, but I I'm glad that what I've worked on is maintaining friendships, mm -hmm. even while we're dating, which I think is super important to like, you did such a good job of that. I kept being friends with people that I'm friends with, yep. which <laughs> like when I say that, it sounds super shitty that I was just like in my last relationship, like, bye, yep. <laughs> see you later. Well, when you, when you started getting together, uh, I, I, thought more than once well fuck here goes the podcast mm, give mm. it give it however long but, but like, yeah i mean and that's part of what i've 
I think since that earlier breakup, um, and just in general, like figuring out what makes me happy and finding those things, like what are the things that make me happy outside of a relationship? Like the podcast, like writing is a big thing, like create creative pursuits, uh, friendships, like all of those things make me happy and are important to me. So having found those things means that when the relationship goes away, there are other things I still enjoy about life. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I should say like when I, or I shouldn't, I don't have to say, but like uh, there was definitely a time where like, especially right after it happened where I was like, okay, life is pointless. Hmm. And what am I even doing here? You know, like I, you know, I like struggle with depression, suicidal ideation particularly, and definitely got way worse right after. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's just like, I actually don't have to suffer. Like I am suffering and this sucks. And that is a choice that I'm making to continue to suffer through it. Cause I could just not be here and that would fix everything. Yeah. It wouldn't, I mean, then I don't get to do cool stuff that I want to do. So kind of, you know, having those other things helps is very helpful for that. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been doing better than I expected, which I, I, I fear that that means because I've, I've been thinking about myself. I mean, it's, I feel like it's, always a time for like personal reflection and like, what do I want and what do I care about and what makes me happy? And like, you get to really be selfish in a good way yeah. where you weren't always able to before. Um, and so I feel like that's been really helpful and helped me out. And so I, but I do worry that I've not like really like just had all out cry about it, which I like, that's, I feel like that's something that's like been building up and, Hmm. Um, my therapist actually asked, uh, like, wow, you seem like you're like pretty put together and reason being very reasonable and, and, you know, thoughtful about this. And that's when I kind of cried a little bit of like, I'm, I want to be like, yeah, cause that's what I present to people. I'm a yeah. wreck inside. Yeah. And that's like, it's interesting. The, the time when she mentioned that I was very put together was the time I almost broke down. Yeah. Yeah. And you do. What? Oh, seem very put together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I like, you know, part of my, I think it all like connects back to like why I pretended to be straight and put on this facade of like, I think I, I always want, I don't like causing discomfort in others. I want other people to like me. And I think part of that is putting on this brave face and not sitting there complaining about stuff. And luckily I have friends that I'm allowed to open up a little bit more to and, Mm -hmm. and, and share myself with, which is, is helpful. But yeah, part of it is me thinking about and caring about other people and, and and worrying about them instead of me wait say that one more time uh even from a depression like worrying about other people instead of myself sure. worrying about how they feel about my breakup we like saying like i don't want to sit here saying life sucks to people because that's hard for them yeah which no. is like a stupid weird thing that i do why is it so hard to let people care about you? Wow. <laughs> right for the jugular. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know that I deserve it. Because hmm. I don't always think that I, I have self-esteem issues and, and feeling like I'm worthwhile. So I, I don't necessarily think I deserve to be cared for. Hmm. You do. Thanks. Oh, shitty. <laughs> I wanted to just say that I've been really impressed uh, at how consistently you've been reaching out. Like, mm. I don't want to be alone right now. 
who wants to go to dinner with me or I don't want to be the right alone right now. I, and I also don't want to leave my house. So like, <laughs> will you come over to my house? Like, uh, I don't know that I would have that strength mm. to do that. And it's been really impressive to me. And I've been really grateful that you've done that. And that Mike and I have been people you could reach out to for that. Oh, thank you. It's been really yeah. nice. That, yeah. yeah. That's something, you know, like in general, I'm like actively working on like being able to reach out to people. I never feel like my problems are worthwhile or big enough to, but this is a time it's almost like, it shouldn't need this, but this is a time where like there is everyone gets that like this is a really hard time. Like mm-hmm. when it when it's with my depression, I always feel like yeah, like that's just everyday life. So when it's hard, I'm like people don't know that or whatever. But this like everyone knows. So like yeah, I, and I've been really working on trying to like check in with myself and being like, what's most helpful tonight? Is it being alone or is it I need to get out of the house and and actually asking people for help when I need it? So yeah, yeah, I've been working on that. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, part of me just wanted to talk about this because like, this is something everyone goes through it Mm. and it, uh, there are so many platitudes. Is that the right word? Idiom phrases, um, platitudes, uh, that like, don't that, you know, logically time heals all wounds and you'll find someone else and plenty of fish in the barrel or whatever. Um, Cause I'm going to spear him yep. with my dick. Um, <laughs> but like none of that actually helps. Like it does. It doesn't, it, it feels shitty. It's something you have to go through. None of that makes you feel any better. And it, it just sucks. It's horrible. It's, it's just this really shitty, emotionally draining, horrible thing that you have to deal with. And there's like just nothing. I mean, you, it's almost like distraction is the best thing to just get your mind off it or like like I said like kind of trying to think about yourself and what you need but like it's just a shitty that you just have to go through shittiness and yeah. that's like and no one can make it any better yep that's true not even you <laughs> right yeah. yeah like the only way out is through there's yeah. a platitude for you the only way out is through <laughs> the faster will, will get better that's one of the Alanis Morissette songs no one knows because it's not on the album Jagged Little Pill I know it I know I know you know she's great you okay yeah it's weird I mean yeah it's weird talking about it. it's hard I mean I honestly like even now feel like I um am re- reflecting a more put together person than I actually feel on the inside, which like, I don't know. It, it, it's just like a weird vulnerable thing to like talk about. And I hate it. Know that most of us feel like what we're trying to put out there is this like more together version <laughs> than what's in our heads. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm, I'm often very, very overwhelmed and I have to yeah. kind of, hold it together yeah 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 yeah. i feel like that's part of it is just like i mean like that's the fake it till you make it idea of like just pretend you have your shit together i mean there's there's a time for being vulnerable and honest and there's also a time for just like you just got to pretend like you care about your job and go do it and you know like yeah so i mean part of that might be healthy part of it's not i don't know everything sucks and i hate it are you to a point where you can look at what's next or like what's life going to be like when it's not so shitty anymore? Um, I'm only now coming to the realization that just because I thought he was the one doesn't mean there won't be someone else. Yeah. 
which that was at first I was like, well, fuck the that one up. Now I'm alone. Like, <laughs> you know, and uh, so I'm kind of getting there and I can also start to logically figure out what I learned from this of like an actually similar thing that we were talking about, like opening up and being vulnerable to someone, letting someone in and sharing that much of yourself. Like I can do that. Like no. I, that's not something I do often even with my friends, much less when I'm dating. Like I've told you before, my theory on dating is you just lie and lie and lie until you trap them. And then you tell them all <laughs> your bullshit, but they're stuck with you. Yeah. I'm, I know that's, I mean, are you rethinking that strategy? It's, I mean, kind of a joke, but, <laughs> but in a way that reflects, like I'm very closed off when I first start talking to someone yeah. uh, or dating someone. And I'm learning that I can actually, open up and and maybe that's a new approach to dating. I'm not ready to think about even think about dating. I know, yeah. I know that it eventually is something I want and it, cause I want to be married, um, someone and, but yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, hmm. you said to me a long time ago, it might've been on the podcast. This is how fucked up our lives are. I forget like what we've said to what's tens life and of what's people podcasting. that listen. <laughs> um, but like, I'm excited to meet who you end up with. Like that's because um, you deserve somebody awesome. I think of it as almost like a cake analogy. Like the first cake you bake is going to be kind of shitty. <laughs> tastes okay. Yeah. Um, the first podcast you record will have bad audio quality <laughs> right. and you won't know what you're doing yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you know, you'll, every time you, every, every relationship is practice at relationships and you yeah. get better at it and maybe, you know, you add a third person <laughs> and maybe just have a, a lot of people you date and that's cool. I, I, I mean, I think I want to echo. I don't think there is just a one. I think that's, that's yeah. movie bullshit that's been fed to us by our culture and uh, I completely that, agree th that although uh, but it's hard it's that's something logically I believe but hard to feel like I will find someone sure in that way I also think that uh it's a line from rent um uh it's I'm gonna looking, take me 525 <laughs> minutes to I, move on or? I'm I'm looking for baggage that goes with mine and part of what's wrapped up in that is the one the idea of the one is double fucked up because <laughs> we also think that that one is perfect mm. i think that there are zero effortless perfect relationships there's really is this is this relationship a net positive <laughs> for yeah. the people that are involved in it yeah and um that's like almost how you should measure everything not just relationships friendships work activities like it's just like does this is this good or bad for me does this help me on average or not yep yep but, but don't like the expectation that it's going to be perfect. And if there are any signs of flaw or weakness, then throw it out because it yeah. must not be true. That's, that's fucked up thinking. And I think a lot of people throw away otherwise really excellent relationships because they are stuck in this trap of thinking that it has to be perfect. Or like and, if this was right, it would be easy. That's yeah. like a kind of an idea that I hear in different ways a lot which like no like that's no that's not just that's just not it you have they it's a lot of work yeah yep. um i always like i mean i say this but then do it anyway i'm like always like wary of comparing it to your divorce oh um and then but then i'm like but also because that's the only thing i have connect can corrections divorces <laughs> thanks dan that's <laughs> dan <laughs> important correction um what I'm curious your perspective of you've 
were in a longer relationship and a marriage as part of that. Is there, is it, do you think it's exactly the same what you go through or, I mean, I'm not talking about that. Like you have to do paperwork and you know, divide up. I'm not talking about that stuff, but I guess more emotionally, like, do you think there is any difference in for mine versus yours of like your divorce? I, I'm struggling with several ideas at the same time, which always makes my mouth stop. (laughs) Um, so one perspective, I don't think that the duration matters. I really don't. I think that the the what is I, that on your grinder profile? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 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 that's weird. I, it, it has to make a difference. I don't. I don't think it does. Hmm. I, I, maybe maybe beyond a certain point, and I hmm. don't know where that point is. Hmm. Like a year is a long time. Hmm. Two years is a long time. But I don't think the difference between two years and three years is much at all. Like there's a there's a there's a point at which. Anything I think above a certain time, the is, pain is going to be the same. Yeah, like there's yeah, a yeah. there's a ceiling that is reached, and and I don't think that that's necessarily constant either. I think that for for some people that could be, for some relationships that could be three months in, mm. you're max pain when that relationship is over. Do you, do you, do you yeah, it might the, it like might be more about the strength or not strength, but like the severity of the relationship. That sounds weird, weird way to say it, but like the the intensity of the relationship. You know, maybe more than the actual time, but I feel like the long, like when you're with someone longer, it's just like, they're now in your family. You've worked like you're, you have all these, like you have probably more traditions and like, that's where I think the length of it, like this thing we have done every year for the past, however many years now is don't anymore. And when those things pop up, then like you notice them and you're sad again. And that's way different than the things that you're talking about. Of like you having a person building a life with them being in it together, the emptiness of the house when you go home, those those things I think are the same and the same amount of pain, and I I think uh, that it's perfectly acceptable to compare them. Like, it's also like you know to tr- I I don't have any other experiences that I can compare to so that has to be what I go to to understand and empathize. Yeah, I, I, it's probably also like a big part is like the expectation of like when you got married, your expectation of being married is that this is forever, hmm. and so like if your expectation of a relationship is that this is forever, that hurts regardless of time and you know any yeah. of that. Uh, it's like the, the breaking of those expectations is, is difficult. And another, another thing that I want to throw out there, I think this was number two. Uh, I'm worried about this. You have to boundary check and all of that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to include that. Sorry. It, <laughs> well, uh, I don't, I want to, I want to, talk about this without violating that yeah you can deflect to me if you want yeah because it's something that i've thought about a lot between our divorces and i'm the one that left and you were the one that was left and sometimes i i feel like i shouldn't talk about things about my divorce because of that oh oh that's interesting wait unmute why you're having feelings uh i mean yeah we're all reasonably fresh from things in the past couple of years. And yeah, I've been having text fights. Uh, yeah. So 
I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I cry really easily. So that's all, oh. really. How about this? <laughs> it's perfectly acceptable to talk about your breakup and my divorce. Mm-hmm. I think that's super fine. Yeah. And I think that the differences are not because yours is quote unquote merely a breakup mm. and mine was a divorce. Mm-hmm. I think that the differences are structural and like <laughs> in in how things happened and why. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I think that it's it's not because they're different categories of breakup. Like mm-hmm. I think all of that part mm-hmm. does match. That all of that is uh, like understandable and comparable, and it's it's totally respectful and and honest and easy that way. Yeah, that all of the differences are not that not that there yeah gotcha the situations of, of like what happened and why and all that stuff are differences that that anyone could have had divorce relationship dating whatever yep dan do you do you are you talking about your divorce can i like put stuff in about that or not yeah yeah uh what came to mind if it's okay to share yeah. it's what came to mind in that conversation of of the differences um, and, and, uh, I was, it was part of the reason I'm crying is cause I was, you know, thinking about that and thinking about like, what are, what are these sort of milestone events in a relationship that make it harder when that relationship ends? And, um, mm-hmm. uh, one of them that's been tough for me, I think is, uh, when, uh, when you meet the family mm-hmm. and, uh, you, those are, you develop those relationships and then those relationships are just oftentimes, and in my case, severed immediately. Like when I when I left, I like literally, <laughs> as I drove away, I texted uh, my in-laws, a few of them, and said like, I I am, I'm driving away. I'm worried about him. Please take care of him. Mm. And. Um, and that's the last interaction I had with any of them. And, you know, some of them I really didn't like and some of them <laughs> I loved deeply and I felt so loved by. And it's hard to not, it's hard to have given up those relationships because some of those were really healthy relationships. Yeah. And uh, just because my, my, you know, my marriage had become unhealthy and we had grown in different ways in different directions, it's hard to, it's hard to deal with the fact that I, you know, I don't get to talk to those people anymore and I don't get their love and I don't get to share my life with them in any way. Yeah. That's, that's tricky. It's weird. And so that like, to me, that's like one of those milestones, like moving in together is a milestone, having a dog together or a mm-hmm. child together. These are like these big things that, um, daddy wants, uh, you, I think it was him that told me the, this, this concept of like, if everyone is a vine, a relationship is when those vines start twisting together and when those vines ultimately probably grow apart uh it, that twisting together actually makes both of them stronger um so trying to imagine those all those events all those things that twist you tighter together and bring other vines into that twisting together for a while they just i'm trying to think of them as as making me stronger as i mm you know grown toward a different light source so to speak yeah Yeah, you're like quite literally losing family yeah that you love yeah a big family too i have a family of three Mm. 
you know, my, I have two parents and a sister. Um, she, she went through a divorce years ago. Um, she's now, uh, recently dating someone else who seems really great. Um, but you know, like when I get together with my family, it's, we can sit at a four person table, yeah. you know, um, now six, if, if, uh, daddy's daddy usually comes to me to family stuff and, um, and then her, her guy, um, my, my ex-husband had three sisters, two of them were married and had kids and, like it's, mm. it was just, and they were really close with their cousins. I mean, not that I don't have extended family, but like the amount of time they spent with extended family was exceeded mine and so it was uh yeah i lost this huge family that was most for the most part very loving and accepting and embraced me and i remember very much at my wedding like one of the first things they said was they walked over and you're like you're a brother now and Hmm. uh it's hard it's hard so i know you've hit many of those milestones (laughs) with with him and um so i know that there's grief for each of those yeah I've been going through this exercise here this year. Thank you for telling us stuff. I appreciate it. So, yeah, like being married to Trevor had uh, 13 nieces and nephews. Shit balls. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, and it's so many that like instead of trying to find all of them on my calendar, I've just been deleting their birthdays as they come up. Mm. And every time it's a. That's tragic. Yeah. My now ex-mother-in-law's birthday is the next one on my calendar that I saw coming up that I need to delete. Yep. Yeah. And it doesn't help that Trevor's birthday is on Cinco de Mayo. Like a super memorable, like... Never going to forget it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So... I'm fine. <laughs> I, uh, as, uh, as the five-hour phone conversation with I, with that I had with palm springs boyfriend the other (laughs) night when i thought he was breaking up with me i had to uh explain to him like i produce an insane amount of mucus when i cry (laughs) if i cry hard enough i stop breathing because my uh my entire like nasal like my sinuses completely i don't know if they swell or if they just like fill with mucus or whatever but i stop being able to breathe through my nose and if i'm crying hard enough i'm also like kind of choked up i guess is the term hot and i (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so uh yeah i i will i will die crying maybe like that reminds me of like women in the like 40s or whatever they like fainted to death or whatever like their, <laughs> their girdles were too tight or something <laughs> um wait part of what i just thought of is like so you lost a big part of your family that you does that at all connect to being poly and and trying to build a kind of in a way a family I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, th- that actually came up on the conversation the other huh. night too. That uh, So Palm Springs is not poly by nature. He's never been in a polyamorous relationship or, you know, that by definite, like that he saw that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had to talk. We, 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 well, we talked for five hours. You say a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of stuff comes up. Um, and, uh, part of what came up for me, like we were both having these sort of epiphany moments about ourselves and part, part of what it came up for me and trying to explain to him, uh, it, it came from him saying like, I feel like to have a relationship with you, I have to have relationships with all Mm. the other guys that you're dating or sleeping with or, you know, 
part of a lot of the conversation was explaining how distinct the different relationships I have are and mm-hmm. I'm not dating certain people I'm just we just hang out and sleep together or whatever but he's like you know I feel like to have a relationship with you I have to have a relationship with all of them and I'm like well mm-hmm. that's because they're my family mm-hmm. and like if I if if I was like insanely close with if I had a big family and we were all really close and we talked on the phone, like he, so he, he talks to his mom and his grandmother every single day, like part of the, yeah, he's, he's in, he's back home in uh, the South right now, spending like multiple weeks with his staying with his grandmother, with his seeing all his family. He just traveled all over California with his mom, just the two of them in the car. Like he's very close with his family. Um, So he can, that was something I felt like he could relate to. And I'm mm. like, I, I'm not, not close with my family, but I like, not I'm always close. less close than this seems like than a, a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, uh, despite proximity, we all live in like within about an hour of each other. But, mm. um, uh, yeah. So I, I, that was a realization I think I had that like some of, some of my desire to be, to have all these different, <laughs> holes filled is that really what came to my mind uh different parts of different needs that i have fulfilled by different people is you know i'm creating you know it's a little bit cliche for gay people i guess but that like creating your your family your chosen family yeah. i just choose to fuck all the chosen family. <laughs> date and fuck all of them <laughs> yeah. how do you feel kyle um weird i don't know i i i i it's something I wanted to talk about, but I also like don't feel like I can do it justice and also again like feel like too put together to have like accurately reflected how hard it is and how shitty it is. So like I, I feel weird about like I feel like I should be more emotionally distraught right now mm-hmm. or like do you do want you- us to try and push it until yeah i mean do you, can you like literally like I'm, I'm, I'm sort of joking really- but sort of not like do you want us to like keep asking a bunch of questions that you'll cut until you get to a point where you're like, (laughs) like break you down. (laughs) Well, yes, break me down, but sexually, no, um, no, you need me to text Galen. (laughs) He could not stop looking at your ass the other night. Oh, and when he found out you like to be choked, he lost lost it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I just feel I feel weird. I feel put to put together. I feel, uh, I don't feel like I did, did breakups justice. Cause the, I don't know. It's just, it's horrible. It sucks. I don't know. I've said that, but like, yeah, I don't know. Don't let anybody tell you how you should be feeling or what you should be showing or saying or doing, know. especially you. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And if this is what it is, that's fine. It's exactly right. I feel like you've been, this is me being complimentary again. Like he hates that. Don't do Yeah, I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Makes me feel weird. You're tall. You're handsome. You're smart. Uh, I love that. Like it was the Sunday we were going to record and then, uh, you thought you could, and then you're like, no, 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 no. But and I, I just I got also don't want to be trashed like, instead. You're like, and I was like, <laughs> you, you were really sweet. You're like, you, I don't want you to, just, I don't want you to come over just to bring me wine. 
but can you pick up some wine? <laughs> um, uh, but uh, as when I was at the grocery store, I'm like, okay, I'm going to grab myself some snacks. Do you, is there, do you want anything, any snacks of any kind? And you said something about like, right. I like your first stage of, of grief was just alcohol. You're like, I'm <laughs> only consuming alcohol right yeah, now. Yeah. And then, uh, what was well, it? I need to lose weight. I need to be, try to be hot. So like, Partly, I can't eat food. I just have to white drink. White Claw. It's all about White Claw. No calories. Uh, but then by the time... What was it? Was it Tuesday we went out to dinner? I can't remember. We recorded on Monday, uh, yeah. and then I think Tuesday we went out to dinner at uh, Deluxe. Yeah. And you were like, I'm not drinking. Like, I just need to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like these are your... The, the, the like dietary stages of grief you're going through <laughs> yeah 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 is has there been a domino's stage yet um i have ordered domino's <laughs> well but, i mean mike always does <laughs> but i no. but i yeah I've, I've been good about like mike i want to lose weight i've and i wanted to even before this but like that's something else i dread of like oh fuck like i gotta care about a, like a punch of shit that i didn't have to care about before and yeah. like just I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of people that would fuck you exactly as you are right now and would date you exactly as you are right now. You don't need to be thinner or anything. Just know that that's do what feels right to you, but just know that that's different. That's very, thank you. Also, that's a very difficult thing for me to like really oh, believe. Oh, me too. I have massive body dysphoria right yeah. now. I'm like so horrified by how fat I am, and that I'm about to go so to I... Dory Alley and like maybe have my shirt off in front of people. <laughs> like, no, I'm yeah, not... yeah. Um, yeah, I hit everything, and I want to die. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and if Kyle comes back, then he didn't kill himself. Cool. <laughs> We're back. Oh, we're back. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. waiting for. I was waiting for you to say we're back, but then I just did it. Um, um, I was trying to figure out how to break up with you. <gasps> Is this the episode? <laughs> oh no! Mike's gayest and straightest things are going to be very harsh. Oh, <laughs> gayest is fuck off. Straightest is not in the ass. I don't know. Um, something I didn't mention that I was thinking about is, um. I feel like I get, I use alcohol as a coping mechanism and I shouldn't and blah, blah, blah. But there are some, I think I told you this when I like first, you were like, how long can you be a mess for? <laughs> like, which is like a, th- a really good question. And like, when you break up with someone, that is when you're allowed to get fucked up. Oh yeah. Like just not if you're an alcoholic, not if you're like, uh, but you are allowed to get fucking trashed. You are allowed, like, those are one of those times where, like, just go nuts and, like, yeah. And and then I, we were hanging out. And we then all, we all to, knew why we were there. And then like, you need, to, <laughs> and then you need to move on. You can't do that for the rest of your life. But there are yeah. some times where you can just like, hello, alcohol, my old friend. Mm-hmm. Give me your body because I don't have his. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Let's do. <laughs> 
Let's do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on so much social media, you can barely not media with us. It's <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, at gayishpodcast or slash gayishpodcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages, leave us voicemails. You always, I almost, every single time, it's like you almost say voicemails or, wait, voice messages or text mails. Yeah, or uh, send versus leave. Right, uh, you leave a voicemail, you send a text message. That's true. And like the like the verb. Anyway, it's five eight five five gayish. That's five eight five five four two nine four seven four. Standard rate supply. And our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail dot com. True story, Rory. Hashtag truth. Um, gayest and straightest. Yeah, gayest and straightest. So the straightest thing about me this week, I don't know what's going on with my face hole, but like I just I can't stop eating onion rings, and I think that. <laughs> That is not a gay person's food. Okay, no, like. no, 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 no. You're not like, that's not Weight Watchers gives it a thousand points. Yeah. Uh, you're not bottoming that night. Yep. You're like, you don't look attractive eating them unless yep. you put your tongue through the middle. <laughs> or your dick. <laughs> if you, unless you fuck that onion. Oh my God. You could tell someone I'm really into onion rings, put them on your dick and I'll eat them off of you. Aww. That'd be fun and tasty. I can't have people over for regular sex. I don't know how I'm going to get them <laughs> yeah. to sign up for f- food See, sex. I think oddly specific sex might get more people over than... It's like in marketing. Like, if you're like, I want to target everyone, like, that's impossible. But if you really find a really fine-tune your audience, okay. fine-tune your audience towards dick onion rings. Yeah. I want them to toss the onion rings <gasps> onto my boner. Oh, like a oh my god, ring toss <laughs> like with game. onion rings! Yeah. I love it. <laughs> New gayish game. Uh, this the <laughs> the gayest thing about me this week. Uh, it's a little bit old news, but I had I got strep throat, mm-hmm. and like I make out with one dude in six months and end up with strep throat. Jesus Christ! Anyway, anyway, is it from making out? I or his penis? One of the two. <laughs> um. Uh, I told you this off pod. I hate yeah. that. That sounds douchey. Like deep throat. I've deep throated many a, per, a dude and gotten stre- like, I think I've had like multiple strep throat issues because of how far no. I've stuck dicks inside my throat. So I, <laughs> I five from day. I know that we, I know that we have said that gay sex can't mm. be our thing. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And the gayest thing about me this week was mid blowing me. <laughs> he looks up mm. and says, your dick tastes good. And oh. I don't think I've ever been told that before. It was lovely. That's great. Yeah. That's I think ideal. Was it the onion rings? <laughs> <laughs> was, did you rub onion rings on your dick before just to give it that real good greasy? I was so fucked up. I don't know waft. what I did. Yeah. Um, my, uh, straightest thing mm-hmm. is that I was walking my dog, ran into my dog likes to try to find treats. So people think he wants to say hi and he wants pets, but he doesn't, he just wants food. But these two women that were sitting outside of the coffee shop by my place, one of them tiggled biddies. Like I <laughs> like, and it's, it, it was very hard. I was like, look at her in the eye. I mean, I have like painted fingernails. So part of me was like, that's kind of gay. You know, I'm gay. Right. Um, but I was like, don't look at her boobs. Don't look at her boobs. So like part of me still has to like not big boobs. I, I just, you know, there's yeah. something about them. Yeah. Um, 
you could have you could have like give him a little jiggle jaggle. <laughs> I do, but do, but do. I mean the the cleavage I could have fucked like it was like a fuckable hole. Yeah, a new anyway. Okay, that's weird. Um, my <laughs> gayest thing is on the theme of breakups. I, my mom and I are very emotionally similar people. So like dead inside. <laughs> probably and then like she understands exactly what i'm going through how i'm feeling and like so i feel like a mama's boy when i'm like you know like talking to my mom and she like calls she's like so good about like checking in on me and like you know because she just knows it's hard and whatever and so i'm just like mom yeah. help me and like just that feeling feels like okay so that's it that's it this has been fun. <laughs> Let's never do this again. <laughs> a special thank you to all of our exes. This is a shout out to my ex. <laughs> Thanks, next. <laughs> Thanks, next. Um, yeah. You'll, 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 you're stronger than yesterday. A thank you to Taylor Swift. I can't, my mouth doesn't want to make those sounds. <laughs> that was our Patreon. If you didn't, if you don't know, that was our Patreon segment. We talked a lot about her and breakup songs, but yeah. So thanks Taylor Swift for, for really just locking in those feelings of sadness. You're so good at it. And thank you to all of you for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> Mike is indifferent. Towards you. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, this has been Gage. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. The race is on. Who can get a dick first? Break up with your girlfriend. Because I'm Yeah, I feel bad that I'm not like... At least I made Dan cry. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I should be like... I can hear your cry by proxy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A surrogate cry. Surrogate cry.